Why is this recording? You guys, my countdown clock is broken for some reason. It usually counts down from six and I just looked up and it was already on like recording for like four seconds. So welcome to Curated by Culture. I'm your curator, Cassandra. I'm not editing that front part out either. Um, thank you for joining me as always. Thank you for listening. Um, I have about two more episodes left in me or left, not left in me, but left in general that I'm going to post. And then I'm going to take a break, a much needed break. And then, um, coming back with my YouTube channel. If y'all know me, y'all know that's a big deal, but I hope you guys will like it and subscribe. Um, subscribe, subscribe. Seriously. If you guys listen to this and you don't subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm going to be really heartbroken. I don't want to be the girl on YouTube with two subscribers or four because it'd be like my three sisters and my daughter. Please don't play me like that. I want to have it. hundreds of thousands of y'all. I've seen thousands of downloads come through. So I know a lot of people are listening. Please. I'm actually going to set it up like soon. So you can subscribe early before it's even up, but then you'll be, please don't play with me. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> don't like, I'm serious. Because, uh, you know, I'm an artist, so I am very sensitive about my ish. Um, but thank you for joining me. Anyway, today I want to talk about kings and kingmakers. And I'm, I'm going to speak first. I'm going to say this first. You know, I've said this on this cha- on, on my on my podcast before. Women are kingmakers, but we do recognize the king in you. So for that, All right. I don't want you all to think I'm this man basher or this man hater. I'm not. I love I love my kings. I see it. I, I, I love you all. I, I admire you all. But I want to talk about kings and kingmakers. What happens when a king doesn't see his potential status? That's the question for today. What happens when a king doesn't see? A lot of times what happens there is, well, first, well, let me rewind. Before I get into this, I want to say this. Um, I've said I've I've always said this. I've been saying women are kingmakers for a long time now, and I've, I always get some pushback from some men. Not all men. Most of the men appreciate the comment, but there are there's a small group of men who were like, "What? Excuse me? I you know I can do this. I don't need a woman." Da, 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 da. Well, sir, you came from a woman. So make that make sense. Like you didn't just sprout out of the ground. You came from a woman. So maybe your mother's the kingmaker. She made you, right? Like I'm not, that's a silly, silly comment to make. Like women are kingmakers in all shapes, ways, and forms. But you know, yes, your mother birthed you. She birthed the king. If you feel like you're a king, great. What I'm talking about, the king I'm talking about is the man who sees, who sees what the world is and decides to, to build his kingdom, to create his legacy, to leave a legacy. You know, and I'm not saying you have to be married and have kids to be able to do all these things, but you, you, you know, when I use the word king, I'm talking about someone who is, who is, who builds himself up, but also understands the assignment. It's not just to build ourselves up and to like spend money like ridiculously. It's not to be like Elon Musk or somebody like that and just not care about people. The king is the person who, who creates this empire, but also gives back who reaches back from where he was and pulls people up with him. 
Those are the people I'm talking about. <laughs> like you pull the people up, you bring people up with you, but you also help the communities and you do these things. That's the king I'm talking about. So if you are not of that mindset, I, I urge you now to stop at four minutes and 15 seconds because the, the rest of this conversation is really geared towards that person. Okay. If, if, if it's a different, it, maybe we'll have another, another king episode where something else, but I'm talking about that. So what happens when they don't see their potential status? And usually that happens for one of, one of a few reasons. Um, they get lost or stuck in their childhood traumas. A lot of times, if we hang on to our childhood drama, traumas, they defeat us. So people will be hurt as children, men specifically. I'm talking to y'all, but everybody, this pertains to everybody, but this episode's for the kings. Men specifically, when you get lost in those childhood traumas, it literally keeps you stuck. So something happened to me and uh, when I was 18 and I got arrested, I'm not talking about me. I'm just saying this as a man, I got arrested and now I can't get a job. I can't do this. That's a lie. This, you know, like we're out of the place where we can't get a job. We create jobs now. We are in, in 2022, the year of our Lord, 2022, we are creating jobs. So stop letting your traumas defeat you or hold you back. Because that's literally all that's doing to you, right? There are people who come out of tough situations and still make it. It's just choosing, making the right decisions and choosing the right people. So that's where the kingmakers come in. A lot of men will tell you, they, you know, they, I think, and I feel, poor Marissa Ali, he's, his ears must ring on my, you know, when my episodes are on, because I'm always bringing up that one little clip. It's on my, it's on my Instagram page check it out. He talks about how much time he wasted chasing women and he wishes he chased, he took the time to get to know himself. He chased himself. I think that's where we get stuck, Kings. You spend so much of your twenties chasing women and don't spend any of that time getting to know you. So at a certain point you might be in your thirties or your forties and maybe you're not settled down, but you've just been making bad decisions and just keeping a job and things like that. Is that the life you want? I want to see everybody living to their full king status. That starts with what we choose in our in our formative years or in our 20s. What are we doing? Who are we chasing after? And I say this all the time. Everything that's aesthetically pleasing is not good for you, right? So there are a lot of aesthetically pleasing women out there and men. So I want to always be fair. None of my episodes are ever just geared towards one person. So if... if if you can relate, you can relate. But I, I call I'm I'm titling it about kings, kingmakers, or whatever. So I want to make sure that I, I speak to the kings. You spend so much time choosing these aesthetically pleasing women who have no substance and nothing to offer you. And then you get to a point where you're like, well, I gotta do it all by myself, which is a lie. If you would have chose the right woman or the right person to do these things with, you wouldn't have you wouldn't get stuck at some point. And for the men who say, oh, you know, I don't need a woman to help me. That's a lie. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, you can ask any successful, super successful man, you know, how he built his empire. And nine times out of ten, he'll tell you, I would not have been able to do it without my wife or without this person on my side, my support system, wife or whoever, but without this person. And even to the ones who are not married, I guarantee you nine times out of ten, they have a team of successful women. Say what you want about women, but we run the world, right? Like, that's the reality. Ask Diddy 
about who runs his teams. It's mostly women. Sure, there are men in there. I'm not. I'm never going to discount or discredit men and the the sacrifices and the and you know what they bring to 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 the table. I'm never going to do that. But let's not act like most of these men don't have a strong woman on their side. And if they don't, a lot of times they are searching for that person. I used to talk to this guy who literally, he was just like, I just want to find me a good woman to settle down with. I wasn't the one for him. I think he was gearing towards that, but I was like, I'm not the one for you because it wasn't the life I want. The life he wanted wasn't the life I wanted, but I appreciate that that's all he wanted. He was like, I want a strong, successful woman and I want us to build an empire. If that's your goal and you are choosing the wrong people or you are with a person you can't even stand, it's likely... Yeah, maybe you can get there, but you might not be really happy when you get there. Oof, that's a tough topic. That's a tough comment I made. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just being honest. But really, uh, you know, who we choose. The formative years are one thing and what happens to us and, you know, understanding we got to let go of the things that happen to us and focus on being in the moment. But like I've said on another episode where I said, men are hunters. Once you hunt and you found the person you want, stop hunting. That's not king-like. Find this, find that person that you want. Stop and build the life that you want. Leave the legacy behind that you want. And these things, I always say, sound so elementary, but it's it's like common sense is not that common. Some people are like, well, you know, I knew that. You might know that, but the next person doesn't. So this is maybe for them, you know, like when you don't see the potential in yourself, you stay stuck, you stay stagnant, and you, you know, you just continue on doing the same thing day after day. I know a lot of people who are stuck in jobs, yeah, they make good money, but is that the life you really want to live? And this is for everybody, you know, like, is that the life you really want to live? God gives us all gifts. To thank him, we should be utilizing those gifts passionately. Like the, he's given me the gift, the gifts that he's given me. And I passionately use them. Like I love what I do for a living. I passionately use my gifts every day. And that's how you kind of thank him. And he makes sure you'll live a life of abundance and just, just the same. But when we're just out here just doing whatever to get by, to make money, to maintain, we're not living to our fullest potential. That's not that's not king-like. When we're just doing what everybody else is doing, that's another topic. But when we're just doing what everybody else is doing because it seems like they're making money, it's never going to work for us. You got to do what you do passionately in order for it to work for you. For some, it's real estate. That's not going to be the same for everybody. Everybody can't get into real estate. Maybe it's it's something else for you. But tap into it and do it passionately. See what happens then. See how you build your legacy then. See how you build your empire then. When you don't see that kingness in you and you're arguing with me and saying, oh, women aren't kingmakers. Well, you don't see the king in you. If that's something you would say, I'm telling you I see the king in you. And I see it in, in all the, a lot of the men that are around me or the men that I encounter. Not necessarily. It doesn't, also doesn't necessarily mean that you have to like marry this person. It might just be somebody you know who helps you too. So I want to be fair in saying that. Like, But at the end of the day, recognizing that sometimes for, for, for men, women are like the, the smart sounding board that they need. You don't see these things in yourself it is very hard for them to come to fruition. Recognize that we were born 
as kings and queens. And we should be living to that. Let's let's stop letting society or what's happened to us dictate what, who we can be. And let's become the people we want to be. And like I said, a good king is a person that gives back. A good king is a person that pulls people up. A good king is a person who's honest. Integrity matters the most. An honest an honest man and a man who, who looks out for others is what we should be wanting to be men. That's who we should be. And if you want to, you know, build your kingdom and have children and all that and leave a legacy. Yes, absolutely. I applaud all of that. If I could find the cheer button, I would do it again. But if that's not your, your ministry, that's fine too. But what are you going to do? One thing I always say is that men should see these, like see their, their past flaws in other men and create systems where they're like, no, that happened to me. I don't want the same thing to happen to you. I would love for that to happen. If you're a man and you're listening, hit me up about that. I want to see, I want like a brotherhood where, you know, the we're all flawed. Let's be fair in saying that each and every single one of us is flawed, but I want to see a brotherhood where the flawed and, and, and the, the, the growth, the people who have grown out of those flaws, should I say, can turn around and say, hey, listen, I used to do the same thing. Here's what I here's what I think you should do, or here's how you can change, or here's how you can turn your life around. Because at the end of the day, listen, they're taking us out. <laughs> if you know, if, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. They're taking us out. It's, so we need to be uplifting and building each other. And man, I uplift and build you guys all the time. I want you all to know that I'm not on here. I'll never go to get on here and bash all the men. I will say though, when I say some men and some of it, I'm talking about a few of you. I'm not saying that you're less than I'm saying change. Cause when you know better, you do better. Right? Like if you know what your childhood traumas were, there's no reason why you shouldn't say, let me fix this. Let me stop. Let me go to therapy. Let me get this out of my head so that I can grow, so I can do what I'm doing, do what I'm supposed to do, should I say, live the life I'm supposed to be living. And again, this is for everybody, but are you living your best life? Are you living the life that God intended for you? I'm always going to ask people that. I don't know why. (laughs) I guess to some point it bothers me when I see people who have so much potential, especially men, who have so much potential to do things, great things, like really great things, but all they choose to do is you know, chase after women or club hopping or spending money at bars. Not listen again. I'm not, listen, I am not here to judge you. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you should celebrate. You should live your life fully, but live your life fully. Once, you know, at at some point you hit your forties and your fifties and all that fun partying will catch up to you. So what's the goal? Like, what's the plan? You got to have a strategy here. What's the plan? Like, Oh, man, what happens when you don't see your potential status? You stay stuck and stagnant. You don't move on. You don't move forward. You just live life. And at some point you die. And then people were like, oh, he was cool. No, I want to see the greatness in all of us. I want to see the greatness in all of you. I want them to write stories about how great you were and how you gave back to your community and how you did this and how you did that. Isn't that... Like, doesn't that sound so much more appealing at the end of the day? <laughs> like, what did this person do when they were here? 
that dash between when you were born and when you died, what, what did you fill it with? How did you give back? Was he a king or was he just a dude walking around? E, I'm sorry, man. If that's your if that's your story and you just like I just like the mundane. I'm just I just like maintaining and I just want to get by. I understand that too. I'm not here to judge you, but know that there is a king inside of you, and I hope that you reach in and pull that person out, even if it's not huge. I'm not telling you have to have this great impact on the world, but I always say it's so important how I leave people. You know how people feel when they're around me is important, but how I leave them is equally important. I always like to leave people a little bit better than I found them. So. Um, I, I'm definitely going to continue this conversation on Kings, King makers, cause it's important. <laughs> it is important to our culture and it is important to our growth. And so, you know, I'm going to stop here because I don't want to keep going. I might be rambling at this point, but I do want to keep having this conversation. So please, if you want to join me, we're going to, we, we're going to be YouTubing next. So, you know, get your shape up and get ready. Cause I want to talk about it. Um, I don't have a hot topic today, but I do have a thought. It's not a hot topic, but um, if you were fortunate enough to grow up at the time when rap music was, you know, what it, it, it rap music was amazing. I'm talking about like the 90s, 94, 95, when like everything, um, you may remember the Nas and Jay-Z beef. Oof. And if you don't, Google it because it was a big deal. However... How that ended was um, Nas came out with Ether and pretty much um, he won. He won that little battle, that little battle. (laughs) I know Jay-Z came back with some very mean stuff. And I know he's on record for saying he he regretted saying it. But I had a thought I was listening to, you know, I'm always listening to music. But I had a thought that I hadn't seen anybody talk about yet. And I was like, that's interesting. So if you're on Twitter, which a lot of people are not. Um, I want to say back in December, December 2021, Jay-Z was in Twitter spaces and someone had said, you know, would he ever do a versus? And Jay-Z said, who can go up against me? Well, let me see. Hold on. Jay-Z said, who can go up against me? Oh, I was hoping there was like a loud booming noise or something, but there's not. So, um, and I was on the Twitter spaces and I thought to myself, well, that's a little cocky because he knows there is somebody that could go up against him. But people just went on with what he said and it was like, he's right, nobody. And that's a lie. Like, let's be honest. Nas can go up against Jay-Z. And listen, I am a Jay-Z fan. So if you know what I'm saying, that I'm like, come on, my my guy, humble yourself. How how apropos that this, I would talk about this on the on the King episode. Two kings. These are two kings right here. Like, you can't take that away from them. They both have have come out of tough situations. They've used their pain to make money, to make legacies, to create legacies, should I say. They've pulled their friends up. They give back. They are true kings. But Jay-Z saying that, and he was wrong for that. Like, hove, let's be for real for five minutes. So, um, of course, following that, Nas rebuttaled and came out with his, his album, Magic. But he has got a song on that album that I'm like, okay, this this should be about, this sounds like it's about Jay-Z, but I haven't heard anybody talking about it. So if you listen and you're a music person, if you listen to the Magic album and you listen to Meet Joe Black, um, I'm, I'm almost fairly certain that's where he talks about Jay-Z because 
it was it came out right after. And I don't think he's only talking about Jay-Z because he might be saying some other little mean things. But I mean, this is the game. This is this is what rap is, right? And um, you know, he's like he says in one of the lines, he's like, um, you're top three. I'm not number one, but how could you post that? Come on, you guys. Who wants to talk about this with me? I, I'm pretty sure that that's about Jay-Z. But let's go back to the point. The point is, Jay-Z and Nas in the verses would be something so epic for the culture. And I know it might not ever happen. And I think a lot of people think, oh, Jay-Z has more. Da, da, da. Nas has a lot of music, too. Like, let's not, let's not discredit him. It might not all, always be for everyone, because I think at some point, Nas was making more conscious music. And I don't think we were all conscious back when he was making some of that music. But go back through his catalog and you'll see, like Nas was making music. It just wasn't as mainstream, maybe. I don't know. That was just a thought. But listen to Joe Black. We need to kind of talk about this because we do need a a versus because it kind of ended where Nas destroyed Jay-Z and Ether. And I'm a Jay-Z fan. So don't think I'm taking one side over the other. I love both. Both of them, like both great music, but to, for Jay-Z to say nobody can go, I'm like, whoa, that was tough, my guy. Anyway, those are my thoughts. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Get free, Kings. I see the king in you. I want you to see the king in you. I want to see you be great. And I said, I'm done. <laughs>